Now, Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show. It feels like it's been, oh, I don't know, minutes since we've been on air. I'm Dave Kaufman with Jay Farrar, who's got a real smirk on his face. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Hi. How are you? Can I can I say something? You can say whatever you want. We have we have all night. Okay. What's that, Jimmy? We have till one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. I like that Jimmy actually corrected you. That's, that's right. That's awesome that he did that. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say that- and so quickly, too. Earlier, when we were doing our shtick- Our fastest <laughs> three minutes in sports. That's right. I, uh, <laughs> I made the mistake of saying, I- started the pk conversation when in reality you and i did we did i just had a me moment it happens to me sometimes Jay, where it's i like, think i think you did start the conversation it was uh maybe maybe no i i reiterated recently but we on this kaufman show, on this very kaufman show this very- 
a year ago, we're talking about the same thing with Brian Wilde and Francois Gagnon, and we were talking about the same thing. So I want to make sure that it is clear that it's not me that started it, but I know that we were two of the first to really, <laughs> to really, to really. Um, Wait, and Francois and Brian, so four of the and, first. Yes, right? we were four of the first to acknowledge the elephant in the room. That's right. And that was live on the Kaufman Show approximately a year ago. About that. About about, about a year that. ago. So let me just make that clear, that even though I think it's all about me, which so often it is, it, when it comes to this matter, it is not about me. So my apology, my apologies to you, Dave Kaufman. Jay, can it be, a, please forget it, and can it please be about you for a couple more minutes? And Jay is on Twitter, by the way, at the Ferrar side. The Ferrar side. I missed you, buddy. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Listen, and things are I'd so miss me too right if now. I had to deal with Spry. I mean, You're... you know. <laughs> you mean more than once a week, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that too. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I don't know. Things are so different now. I, I, I hear you signed with the Yankees. Yeah. It's oh, the only I thing see. that makes sense. You, where did the beard go? I see. Yes, as I walked up to Dave to say hi to him tonight, he realized that my beard is gone. <laughs> Asked me if I had signed with the Yankees, and I said it would be their best signing since Hideki Irabu. <laughs> because we're in about the same shape right now. Or at least right the now. most contentious. I, I filmed a commercial this weekend, so I had to shave my beard off. Amazing. Yeah. For Gillette? Uh, no, for, uh, uh, are they even a sponsor on this station? Should I even say it? I don't know, but they, uh, they sponsored you to do a commercial. So whoever it is it deserves is, a plug. It is LeBeau. 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 Yes. The windshield people. Amazing. Yes. I did a commercial for them. I'm doing a little bit of a Charlie Chaplin shtick. Really? Yeah. I have no lines. It's all physical comedy. And, uh, I must say Dave Kaufman, I'm, yeah. um, I'm brilliant. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, so I also started you, the PK Subban conversation. Yeah, I heard that. That's true, right? Wait, you invented the internet too, didn't you, I, Al Gore? I did do that. Wow. I so did that. Did you uh well, did you ensure that Monday Night Football would once again be a complete unmitigated disaster? Wow. Is that you? It, it, there, it, there's no middle ground no. for Monday Night. No, it's, it's either, either really it's good the greatest or game. Yeah. But, I don't know. But is there such thing as, a, like, what would constitute a mediocre football game? It's either a close game and it's exciting, or it's not close and it's not. Close halfway f through, and, you you know, you have a score, you know, you they win by a touchdown, 21, you know, 21-14, something like that. But, you know. Well, that would have played in line with the spread, to The be game may you. or may have not been in doubt once in a while, you know, but it's either we're getting a tie all the way to the last second, or it's a complete blowout. From you know? the start. Wow. Is Russell Wilson awesome, or is this guy awesome? He's just tearing it up. I thought Drew Brees was awesome. I, I don't know. Well, I, not tonight. My memo uh, uh, my memo was Drew Brees is awesome. I, not tonight, though. Not tonight. No. Seahawks at home, right? Seahawks at home. They Unstoppable. Broke the uh, the sound record for loudest football game tonight. Mm -hmm. And I've been to that stadium. I have seen the Seahawks play there. It is. They did it again? Deafening. Yeah. Okay. 137 decibels. Because I think their record was broken by the Kansas City Chiefs, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they stole it back. They stole it back. Good for them. They yeah. deserve it. That's a great crowd. And, you know, they they deserve, they're, they're kind of like the Buffalo Sabres. You know, they've been around for quite a while and they just haven't won a Super Bowl. So they need to. <laughs> kind of like the Buffalo Bills. Or any other team that was located in Buffalo. In Buffalo, yeah, yeah. exactly. Any other crappy Buffalo team. Including an NBA franchise that lasted about eight seconds in the 1970s. Really? Yeah. A NBA or ABA? NBA. Really? Yeah. What were they called? Uh, the Buffalo... Uh, Jimmy, do you know that? 
what was the name of the? There was an NBA franchise with Buffalo in the seventies. Forget probably the Bisons or something. Probably. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Well, yeah. that's the uh, that's the AAA team there. Right. The the Bisons are now the Blue Jays AAA. So they got that How going nice. for them. Yeah. Five one four seven nine zero one six ninety. Yes, Jimmy. The Buffalo Braves. The All Buffalo right. Braves. All right. Wow, what a terrible name that is. The Braves. Let's just call our team the Braves. Yeah, nobody else did that, right? Yeah, it's so original. I, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know what, what a Brave, for instance. I guess it's, it's kind of still in the same category as this whole Redskins thing. That it's a little bit on the edge of offensive. Sure. Well, it's the logo that makes it super offensive, right? right? Which is even worse because it has no indigenous city. <laughs> this, this name. There's been the Boston Braves, well, the Milwaukee the, Braves, the Atlanta right. Braves. So really, it's not really representing the culture of any part of the United States. No, nope. it's just a name that they use. That's right. Because they think they can. Well, because the Buffalo once, Braves. Come once on. upon a time, it was ridiculous uh, de rigueur to have uh, Native American nomenclature, right? Right, like, exactly. As ridiculous as it sounds, it's right. it's the New York Jews. Right. And I don't know if you heard one night, uh, I think I was doing a game night OT. Let's make it the Brooklyn Jews. Why not? You think? No, no, it's the New York Jews. It's the New York Jews, yeah. right? I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. The Long Island Jews, maybe. <laughs> it's the Manhattan Jews. It's the Manhattan Jews. Okay. It's the Bronx Jews. Okay. And it's the Detroit Arabs. But mm. no, it's the Coachella Arabs. I don't know mm. if you heard about this or no, not. No, I didn't hear about that. There's this. an actual high school team. Called the Coachella Yeah, the Coach- Arabs. Coachella Valley, the famous for that music festival every year uh, outside of, I think it's just outside of L.A. Uh-huh. And there is a high school, and their mascot is called the Arab. Oh. Yep. Really? Stemming from the 1920s so when there was an well, influx obviously. of Arab immigrants to, <laughs> oh, the, to the area. It would really it would really upset me if you had said stemming from the 1990s. It's the, the Coachella High when School. When there were attacks on the United States. Yeah, can you imagine? You know, yeah. Gulf War and go oh, Arabs. Yeah. That's terrible. It's, <laughs> Just uh, change the name, people. Honest yeah, to goodness. Come on. And, I mean, the Redskins thing we can get into right now. Oh, uh, no. And... We, I think we were clear about that. Yeah, have we beaten that horse? Yes, we have. Well, it is, that yet. horse is so dead. <laughs> <laughs> that horse is. Next dead. week we take down the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah, why not? Let's uh, let's go to the phones five one four seven nine zero one six ninety one eight six six eight nine six two five four six. We have Cole from the South Shore. Wants to talk about Patcheretti. What's going on, Cole? Uh, I don't take any phone calls on this show. Well, you're on right now. Jimmy, you're rocking it, screening these calls. That was really <laughs> that was really fun. I have to say that wins caller of the night. What did he say? I believe he went, Meh. You don't take any phone Maybe it calls. was Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> Man, you don't take any phone calls on this show, see? Wait, what, what, the part that I enjoy most about that, and as we go to commercial here on the Kaufman Show on TSN 690, is how long he waited on hold. How long did you wait? That. Jimmy, fifteen minutes, approximately. Yes. Yeah, just before. Maybe, uh, maybe that's why he said that. <laughs> maybe that's why he said that. I don't take any phone calls. And then, uh, I w- you should have let him on a little bit more. I could have had fun with that guy. Uh, he had the floor. I believe that if you go back to the tape, Jay, he's hanging up on air. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's too bad. I'm kind of bummed out. We we need some Bedini here to to cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> you stop that, Jay Farrar. It's the Goffman Show. Jay Farrar's here. 
so am I. We'll be back. Listening to The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar. Follow them on Twitter at The Kaufman Show and at JPUB Radio. It's like the show, but shorter, and you don't have to hear them bickering. Which I don't think Matt Mays was able to do yesterday afternoon, hanging out near Section 230 at the Rogers Center. Guy who's singing right now. Name's Matt Mays. The song uh, got a lot of play on show at the time when it came out. It's called Cocaine Cowgirl. There it is. Well, there's the name of the song in the song, but yeah. So Matt Mays yesterday gets himself a VIP ticket to go see the Bills and the Falcons mm-hmm. at the Rogers Center. And uh, goes to his seat, and there's somebody in his seat. And who is it? It's Rob Ford. Steals Matt Mays' seat 
at the football game. Did he kick him out of the seat? Nope. He decided not to. He he debated it. Why not? I would have kicked him out. He said he didn't want to deal with the trouble. He waited till halftime, and at halftime, Rob Are Ford you... was moved out. Yeah, but he just sat in another seat. The place was not full. Do you know how many albums he could have sold had he done that? I think he sold a lot more. He he definitely got a lot of press yesterday just for tweeting out that uh, he tweeted out, Rob Ford is sitting in my seat at the Bills game. He stole my seat. I don't know what to do. I'm by myself. I got to kick him out, right? I mean, I'd kick anyone else out. Am I wrong? Oh, come on. Followed by the mayor stole my effing seat, man. <laughs> no, he started to get pissed off eventually. <laughs> About an hour later, he tweets, got my seat back. Which uh, leads to this little discussion, Mr. Farrar. Who is the worst sports fan out there? Because I think Rob Ford makes that list and he's pretty high on it. What is the criteria of being the worst sports fan? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. I think Ford fits in, in just about every category. Just where well, he it, takes, he becomes the attraction. Okay. He's known as this crazy football fan. I mean, from the point from the crack admission while wearing the 1990s football tie to uh, not showing up for council meetings and using TTC buses to ferry around the Don Bosco Eagles, the football team he was coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I think Rob Ford uh, being kicked out of a Leafs game yeah, for, for being drunk before he was mayor or uh... yelling, drunkenly yelling at that woman. What was it? Something along the lines of... Uh, Something about going back to Iran or something. Like, or, oh, or, if you don't like this, then go live in Iran. <laughs> or falling back in the pocket and initially uh, sacking himself. himself. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that that might be under the, uh, well, I don't know if that makes him the worst sports fan ever. That might make him the best GIF ever. The most embarrassing sports fan yeah. ever. Well, yeah. and that, that falls under it too. And, and I'm trying to rack my brain now to come up with another example of and I guess you go with politicians like Menino in Boston, mm -hmm. who was their mayor for so long. That, mm. You know, I mean, he just recently he said something about the um, what was it? The World Series Cup. Mm -hmm. That when Boston wins the World Series Cup. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I think of like John Kerry's a pretty famous bad sports fan mm -hmm. and he's a good sportsman. Like He's a good athlete. Right. But um, going to Green Bay and talking about the history of Lambert Field. I got one for you. Sure. And it's somebody who I actually respect very, very much. Okay. Spike Lee. He's a terrible sportsman. <laughs> That's a good example. He's always jumping out on the court. You know, he's in everybody's face. The Reggie Miller thing? The whole Reggie Miller thing, which is awesome. That's a great documentary, by the way. The 30 for 30 is great. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic yeah. one. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a really Reggie good Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. <laughs> it's fantastic. But that's a great example of yeah, it. Yeah, he's a bad sports fan, you know? And but and I love Spike Lee. I love his work. I love everything he does. You know, but man, is he annoying when he's out there on the court? It's kind of the way that Mark Cuban sometimes dominates. And I know he's that's he's, another thing. That's not a fan. I mean, he's heavily invested in the product on the court. Yeah, but but yeah, you can't. You know, Al Davis too. You know, let the boys play. Yeah, you know, Jerry Jones. And... See, like Jack is a good sports fan. Jack is right? the best. He just sits there and looks cool. Yeah. 
but Jack Jack talks a little smack too. He at does. Some of the players he when does. they're when they're walking by, you know, he's but that's that's different. What are you going to say to Jack Nicholson? But it's not about Jack, right? Jack's not the. I mean, he's of course he's sitting courtside and you know he's the center of attention because he's Jack. But it's very different than Rob Ford. Like that was a spectacle yesterday. I and I it was didn't the same thing it. two weeks ago at the Eastern Final between Toronto and Hamilton. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's like now we it's, it's the, boring. Now we had the Argonauts disassociating themselves. Well, that's what that's sending what. out that five part tweet saying that they wished he wasn't in his jersey. <laughs> How bad is your career going when the Toronto Argonauts want no part of you? <laughs> Think about that. That's trouble. Yeah, that's trouble. By the way, I figured out who Cole in the South Shore is. Yeah, who? That's Eric Cole. That was Eric Cole. He called up to take uh, credit for the recent success of Pacioretty and Dayarnet. It's the Kaufman Show. John Kakalakis has an update for you. Torben Rolfson around the corner with his sports-tinged comedic stylings. He's been on fire lately. No pressure. No. But I didn't hear him last week. He was good. He was really good last good. week. Yeah. Yeah. Spry was howling. That's what Spry does. <laughs> You love Spry. I, I really do love Spry. I know you do. He's a really I nice guy. Do. Yeah. I, uh, That's I know. why I josh him. If I josh you, it means I like you. This is The Kaufman Show. We'll be back.
breaking down. Welcome back. I've had this song in my head for uh, oh, a good day now. Maybe that'll cure it. That one goes out to Travis, who's listening live uh, in Newfoundland. 2 a.m. there, Jay. 2 a.m.? Yeah. Oh. Is that all you got? No, I don't know. I don't know. Is that closing time there? <laughs> Travis Parsons on Twitter reaching out saying uh, he always enjoys the music on 690. Hopefully you enjoy the sports talk as well. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the sports comedy because uh, Torben Ralson, Van Guy himself, is ready to go. And I'm excited. Hello, Torben. Dave, Jay, how's it going? We're, we're great, man. How are you? Things are great. Good. We're, we're ready to laugh. Won't you oh, make us laugh? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> usually, uh, usually you do pretty well. December activities are in full swing. We had the annual Rogers Santa Claus Parade yesterday, moving through a huge route in Vancouver's downtown core. Uh, the CBC float got one block of a side alley to use. <laughs> but only for the next four parades. Right. <laughs> and I like how that massive new NHL rights deal is, quote, subject to approval by the Board of Governors in December. Come on. The owners would meet at 2 a.m. on Christmas morning in Gitmo to rubber stamp their thing. <laughs> there you go. Jimmy loves those Gitmo was- jokes. <laughs> By the way, that was the fake Stanley Cup at the NHL News Conference Tuesday. The real one was being used as a punch bowl at the Game of Thrones rap party. <laughs> yeah, like they let Batman Muhammad near the real one. Come on. <laughs> uh, the Edmonton Oilers Twitter account, they shared a dramatic picture of an Oilers banner unfurled on the Great Wall of China. Do you really want that logo defending your country? <laughs> and the Mogul Mongol hordes are expected to reach Beijing any day now. <laughs> 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 the lack of defense, I think, yeah. yeah. Good numbers in the Western Hockey League this weekend. 10,146 in Portland and 17,199 in Calgary. Those are the numbers of teddy bears that hit the ice. Oh, well, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's on the year. Jason Kidd's spilled drink cost him $50,000. It would have been 5000 but he ordered bottle service at Barclays Center. <laughs> <laughs> Jay got that one. Uh, I got it. I got it. I'm <laughs> smiling. Uh, the New York Knicks are 3-13. and 13. They sent out a reminder to renew tickets for the 2014-15 Ponzi scheme. <laughs> and, hey, playing the halftime show at Grey Cup has impacted Headley's career. Illegal downloads of their songs have increased in Moose Jaw, Prince Albert, and North Battleford. hey <laughs> The Seattle Seahawks with their eighth substance suspension since 2010. The last lineup to shuffle this much and be so successful was Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> really, you couldn't work a Seattle drug-addled band into that? <laughs> that's, hey, that's a good point. <laughs> Grunge defeated Jazz tonight. Nice. Uh, watched a lot of football over the U.S. Thanksgiving. The Raiders recovered a Dallas fumble on the opening kickoff and returned it for a TD. The Cowboys Stadium faithful had barely parked their bicycles and vegetable oil-fueled vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sure you sure you got that one right? <laughs> I thought that one was a bit sketchy. Yeah. Uh, Lady Gaga's Thanksgiving Muppet special was crushed in the ratings by the NFL. Gaga and Kermit had about as much chemistry as Matt Flynn in the Packers' offense. There it is. <laughs> it ain't easy being green. <laughs> and finally, speaking of ratings, the Iron Bowl scored a massive 82 share on Birmingham, Alabama TVs. The other 18% were watching the Honey Boo Boo Marathon. Of course they were. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? How about that game, huh? 
that was pretty wild. That was uh, what a finish. What Not a as wild as the call by the local announcers. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, that was mm. great. That was great. great he call. actually throws out a holy cow at one point, doesn't he? He said, oh, my God, in heaven at the end of it. <laughs> he became religious. He was channeling Phil Rizzuto. <laughs> During that call, he was born again. Yeah. That was a pretty, that was a pretty exciting moment. Uh, and, and one of those moments that I think was totally augmented by Twitter. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming you're, you're, you're done here, right, Torben? Like, we can go into a conversation about sports, or are you going to throw out some jokes right now? I uh, know. I think you're right about the Twitter thing. Although, I mean, other stuff like you know, the the band take the f- took the field or whatever. Cal Stanford that yeah. didn't need social media, and, and this is a moment that's like that. It's going to sort of live forever for sports fans. No, but what I, what I mean more is that um, yeah, I was I was settling in to watch the Habs and the Leafs, and yeah. uh, was on my couch, and Twitter was on my laptop, and suddenly people said, "Hey, turn on this game. There's a second left. Basically, turn on this game." Mm. Yeah, and I think that I'm not the only person that. That caught the moment. And here it is. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I hope they'll excuse him from class Monday. <laughs> you know, Torben, I want to go back to your, your next joke uh, earlier with the Ponzi scheme. You know their owner, uh, Dolan, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what he does for fun? <laughs> I can't, what? He's in a rock band. No way. He's in a rock band. He's the singer of a rock band. And uh, no, Jimmy, I don't want to hear any James Dolan. I can see you going for it. But <laughs> you I, went I right really to YouTube. I know. I can yeah. see it. I can see it. We don't need that. But uh, James Dolan, he was in town uh, oh, yeah? maybe three weeks ago, opening for the Eagles at the Bell Center. Oh, that is bizarre. Yeah. He's in a band that has some sort of, I don't know, I guess, financial sway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the strokes times 10. But how weird is that, that his team is completely is tanking strange. and he's off on tour? Yeah, that's amazing. I'll have to look into that. That's really cool. And the Eagles played three nights at Madison Square Garden, and they were wise enough to not have an opening act for those three shows. Wait, right. I thought they said they were never going to tour again or, or get back together. Yeah, until hell freezes over, goes platinum or something. Which happened oh, yeah. like 25 times. <laughs> right. Or, pe- or people stop buying CDs. That's exactly. Th- there's it. that as well. That's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, Torben, people gonna stop buying CDs. I, I, you know what? I, I still buy CDs, not as often as as I used to. I like I'll I will dip into iTunes more and more and more. But I love having CDs. I do too. They're fun, especially in the the used bands of the stores. Yeah, I mean, or just I mean, there are certain bands that I that I love, and I want to have the album, and not yeah. just have a you yeah. know a computer generated version of the album. Yeah. I want the artwork. the whole concept of an album, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, it is. And we'll definitely get into that next week with you, Torben, our uh, resident <laughs> okay. comedian slash musicologist. And uh, we appreciate it, man. Follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. And uh, thank you as always, Torben. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Talk and to you soon. You too. There he goes, Mr. Torben Rolfson. Jay um, wanted to mention something that happened this week that I uh, also noticed via social media that I thought was really cool. Okay. Your brother. Anakin Slade. Yes. Got to do something that I would imagine was a a childhood dream this week. You don't know what I'm talking about. I do. Oh, you do. Okay. 
Your brother was on stage with the Wu-Tang Clan. He was. Not this guy, but the rest of the Wu-Tang Clan. Not this guy. Yeah. Jay, when you're trying to find radio edits of Wu-Tang Clan songs, it's uh, it's limited. It's hard, isn't it? It's limited. Yeah. Uh, During their show over at the Olympia, they were performing at the Olympia this past week, and... um, my brother, as many of you know or may not know, is uh, good friends with Inspected Deck, one of the members of Wu-Tang Clan, one of the prominent members of Wu-Tang Clan, and he's always invited to go backstage with Inspected Deck, and much to my brother's surprise and thrill, I would guess, Inspected Deck brings out my brother on stage and just gives him a shout-out in front of the entire crowd. So here's my brother standing amongst Inspector Deck and Raekwon and Ghostface Killer and You God and uh, the rest of the clan. And he's right up there on stage in between Inspector Deck and Raekwon. Can you imagine how he felt? Pretty neat when you get to grow up and hang out with the people that you've admired. Yeah, I mean, imagine. Imagine. Well, there's a nice picture of me and Andre Dawson playing golf together as well. So, but you know, I mean, that's just, and that's that's what my brother does. You know, that's his thing. That's his, that's his gig. So, for one of his biggest influences in his life, to call him out on stage and tell the crowd how good he is at what he does, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. It's amazing. And if you want to see the pictures, I'm sure they're on his page. They are. Anakin Slade on Facebook, or you can follow him at Anakin Slade on Twitter. Meth is about to go get wicked. That too. This is for Anakin. This is the Kaufman Show. We'll be back, uh, take a couple of calls. And I got a story I want to tell about something that happened 18 years ago today. Listening to the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690. Welcome back. The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Jay and I are uh, feeling a little punchy right now. Eh, you don't take calls. Alou! Very excited to see Felipe Alou in Montreal. Excited to see Felipe Alou anywhere. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But, I mean... No, but yes, you're right. If I was, if I was somewhere back, else right. and ran into Felipe Alou, I would be equally excited as I will to see him in March in Montreal. So I assume you're going to this gig? Yeah, from what I gather, um, someone's going to get me in. <laughs> you don't You don't want to pay? Well, I think, um, I don't think, let's put it this way, I don't think I'm going to have to. No, all right. So, so that's, well. Are we going to have a table? And by we, I say me included. Well, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you're, uh, I don't know if you're on the committee for Expos <laughs> Nation or not. <laughs> Nobody does, actually. <laughs> I don't know. According to their website, you're not. No, I, I know. I mean, you could pretend to be your brother, I guess. I can do that. There you Let's go. knock him out and come back in. I know Jonah Carey will be speaking. 
-hmm. and uh, they're still working on uh, securing certain players, and a bunch of players are confirmed. And um, I just really hope that they search high and low and find Freddie Benavides, or it's just not going to be worth it at all. <laughs> I was Randy just, Milligan, man. I was just recently retweeted by Will Cordero. Really, I did not know he was on Twitter. Uh, apparently, he just came on Twitter, and apparently, he's been also uh, researching himself. <laughs> I see that <laughs> because there's some old tweets that I that I put out a long time ago. I don't even remember doing them. Okay, and he favorited them. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter's a funny, a funny little mistress, is she not? Yeah. You're trying I, to find it right now, aren't you? Yeah, I got it. I said I said something like a lot of people easily forget Will Cordero. Juan Bell, I get, but and Will Cordero favorited that <laughs> because I guess he's got something against Juan Bell. Didn't Juan Bell win a World Series? Oh, no, that's Derek Bell. That's Derek Sorry. Bell. Yeah, that's the other Bell. It wasn't George Bell, no, was it? No, not George Bell. Okay. Not George Bell. Mm. Uh, I want to go back, but not that far back. Okay. And I want to talk hockey in the few minutes we have left mm -hmm. on our show tonight. 18 years ago was Patrick Waugh's final game in a Montreal Canadiens uniform. Tonight? Yeah. Hmm. And... Um, yeah, tonight. I mean, it's last night, but tonight, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, same, sure. same, same. Yeah. 18 years ago, I took my sister to her first ever hockey game. And we had killer seats. We sat behind the net, maybe 15 rows up behind Patrick. Really? Yeah. And watched what can only be described as some sort of a cluster something. Mm -hmm. Or some sort of a something show unfold. And it was just a disaster. And and you're at a hockey game, and there's that excitement. It's the forum, and it was the Red Wings. And, I mean, that's the peak of my hockey fandom. I was, what, 15 years old. Sure. And, I'm, you know, it was awesome. Like, taking took Amy to the game, her first ever game. I guess she would have been 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the we could see the confrontation. We weren't close enough to hear it. We were behind the net, but we could see the confrontation where Patrick looks at Ronald Corey and says, I'm never playing in this town again. And of course, from where he we actually were, made his way to Ronald Corey right. past Mario Tromboy. From where we were, we couldn't hear a thing, though. Mm -hmm. And Amy looks at me and says, he'll never play here again. Mm -hmm. And I looked at her and went, you're crazy. Do you know who that is? That's mm -hmm. Patrick Waugh. And there's no way. The guy's larger than life in this town. Imagine Amy got it right. She did. At the time, there was that Echange Waugh Upper Deck campaign. Do you remember the giant billboards around the city? <laughs> Trade Waugh. But it was trade the hockey card? Yeah. Anyway, this story came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Elliot Friedman told it to Connor McKenna and then posted it on his blog on, on cbc.ca. Right. And it was a conversation with Mike Vernon, who was Detroit's goalie at the time. Right. And uh, have you heard this story? No, I haven't. Well, um, I'm happy you're sitting down because that morning, the day of the game, Patrick Waugh and Mike Vernon go to what I can only assume is Cass Crute behind the forum for breakfast and Patrick unloads on Vernon talking about how unhappy he is playing in Montreal and Vernon says I get it I was a Calgary kid I had to get out of there I did everything I could to get out of there and basically told Patrick to get himself traded really yes Vernon it after the game leaves as quickly as possible and goes to the bar and his teammates come to the bar afterwards, and they're like, what's up? And he says, I did not want to be in that building 
when Patrick Watt told them that I said that I. <laughs> so this is this is a real story. Jay. This is from Mike Vernon himself. This is from Mike Vernon himself, who told Elliot Friedman and said, "Now is the time. It's finally long enough that I feel like I can tell this story." Imagine that uh, how the stars aligned that night for it because you know what i never blamed patrick for getting mad i never thought he was wrong for what he said to ronald Corey to be left in for nine goals well him and him and mario tremblay had issues right and mario and and, and if we're gonna play hypotheticals right now and why not because it's almost one o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. plaskett's about to save us anyway right patrick waugh and mario tremblay were roommates patrick waugh's rookie season 1986, Mario Tremblay's last season. Right. Right. You stick the vet with the rookie and you hope that something balances out. There'd be some kind of guidance. Right. Yeah. Perhaps there wasn't. Perhaps it was the opposite. And Mm -hmm. maybe it was a situation where you see an older player not treating a younger player properly. I Mm -hmm. don't know. We don't know. Who knows? But obviously that relationship was pretty frayed from the start when he became the coach of the Canadians. Right. And it was very obvious that those two egos were not going to work. Mm-hmm. And Mike Vernon helped Patrick Waugh leave Montreal. And I find that to be just the craziest story. Now, now. They weren't friends. No, because a few years later, they fought. That, well, yeah. In, but that's, hey, man, no, no, no. That's, that's hockey. That's on the ice. That doesn't mean anything. Right? Yeah, I know. But they, I mean, they are goalies. You don't necessarily always have to fight when you're a goalie. Well, no. Uh, we saw they that. They kind of chose to fight each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is not two goons going at it. These are the goaltenders. Luongo just said that uh, after Emery, who did Emery go after that didn't want to fight? Oh, but who who didn't he go after that didn't want to fight? No, recently, like like a month ago, oh, Emery um, skated the length of the ice and then yeah. beat the crap out of somebody. Yeah. And the guy was obvious, didn't want to fight. And Luongo right. tweeted something like, if Ray Emery was to come after me, I'd be skating off the ice too, running away. Right. Which I fully understand. Right. But the Wa-Vernon battle is... Uh, I mean, if we're going to glorify fighting in the last 30 seconds of the show, then I guess that's the one, right? Yes, Jimmy. You're referring to Capitals goalie Braden Holtby. The Braden Holtby. Holtby. Thank you, thank you, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, he fought Osgood as well. He just decided to fight every single Detroit Red Wings goalie. That's amazing. That's that's an amazing story. Mm -hmm. Really cool. I encourage you all to check it out. There's a 10 or 15-minute interview with Vernon and... uh, you can find it off of Andrew Berkshire's page. We'll we'll give him the plug for the link. You know, in, Hab's eyes on the prize. In eighteen years, there's a lot of stories that I'm going to tell as well. But for now, I must maintain my silence. You must, you must, if you want to be on the Kaufman show. <laughs> yeah, I do. When, if when, I want to be on any show, when the Ferrar side, the book comes out. Yeah, yeah, I I will tell all. <laughs> I will tell all, and that will be eighteen years from now. I can't wait. I yeah, can't wait. I'll be the I'll be fifty four years old. I'll be younger than that. Yes, you. Yeah, I know. I know. Jay, thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks to Torben Rolfson. Thanks to John Kakalakis and Jimmy behind the board. Thanks to Joel Plaskett. It was good to be back today. Yeah, man. Uh, look, uh, way too quick. I know. Really, really flew by. See you Monday. We'll uh, hope for a short football game, and we'll get on early, and we'll give it the old college There's try. There's a few, few weeks left, and... Uh... You know, we'll get back to normal time. We will. I'm, oh, that's right. Hey, football season's almost over. And, mm. I mean, as much as I'm enjoying it, look forward to being on air at 11 o'clock with you every Monday night. Thanks, Dave. Me too. I love it. Good night, everybody. We'll see you soon. There's a reason that I love this town. Nobody cares how much.
much money you have If you've got enough to get in a cab There'll be drinks on the house If your house burns down There's a reason that I love this town I saw your band In the early days We all Shot the shit with miniature Tim. If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him. We like the same books and we like the same sounds. There's a reason that I love this town. I played a show in Kelowna last year. Said, Pick it up, Joel. We're dying in here. Picture one hand clapping, then picture half that sound. There's a reason that I hate that town. If you saw my band in the early days, then you Face down in our suit, some French restaurant. I saw Riviera de Lou last night at a tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I hate that town. If you saw my band in the early days, then you Face down in our suit, some French restaurant. I saw Riviera de Lou last night at a tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. Listen to the Kaufman Show. For Jay Ferrar, I'm Dave Kaufman, and we'll see you next Monday night. What'd that sound like?